I'm Hannah. I'm Sheena. And I'm Lori. And this is Cemetery Row. Woohoo! I sounded way perkier than I meant to sound. Yes. Woohoo! Hopefully, you guys could actually hear me this time. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about our sound problems. We fixed them, we hope. We, I think what happened is that my computer, like, did some software rebooting. And then when I plugged everything back in, it was like, I'm going to take your mic all the way down. Yeah. Because my uh, computer doesn't want me to be great. We're baby podcasters. We're doing the best we can. And look, right. my, my setup is extremely trailer park. <laughs> yes. So, yes. You know who doesn't get paid for any of this? us yeah exactly (laughs) exactly we got what we got yep okay so because i worked for 11 days straight um these past two weeks and we have bringing been bringing you some really good shit all this time we're going to do supernatural grab bag so there may or may not be cemeteries deal with that Right. <laughs> it's our show. We can do what we want. Also, this is free. So, yes. um, right. yeah. Sit um, in those feelings. Yes. Um, I think the only news we have, which um, yes. if, if, if you don't know this guy, then please go do your true crime homework. But the dating game killer, Rodney Akala. I don't know Who if cares? I'm saying that right. I also don't care. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Dead. Ding Garbage. dong. So Bye. we're happy about that one. My only thing Um, is like what still haunts me about him is all those pictures of those women who we have no idea who they are, if they're okay. Um, I feel like there was a website. I feel like maybe the FBI at one point, but I feel like there is a website that has like all of them. So if you see somebody, you know, or you recognize, let somebody know. (laughs) I think um, the murder squad did an episode on those women too, those photos saying, you right. know, if you, you know, please look at them, share them with your family and friends. And, and if you know someone, you know, reach out. Um, so definitely by all means, if, if you think you, there's a chance you might know somebody and it, you may not, your family members might though, you know, right. ask around, it's never too late. Right. You know, did, was your mom hot in the seventies? She might be on there. Everyone's mom was hot in the 70s. That is the truth. Listen, my mom was so cool in the 70s. 70s was a hot mom decade. Yeah, 100%. My mom had like the feathered mullet type thing. (laughs) It was a look and, you know, um, funny story. And I have the picture and I will share it with you too. At one point, my mom's engagement party to my biological father, my mom has on this very cute white little sundress with her little corsage. And my dad, my biological dad is wearing blue jeans, cowboy boots, a denim vest and no shirt. (laughs) (laughs) This is the kind of stock Hannah comes from. Yeah. Gentlemen. (laughs) And in one of the pictures, he's holding a lit cigarette. <laughs> this, yes. this That's is my kind of people. Hannah. Exactly. This is the garden from which I bloomed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so just, just one more um, quick 
uh, of course, by this time, it's going to be a moot point, but so glad to hear. Um, I don't know if y'all uh, saw this, but Bob Odenkirk collapsed on the set of Better I Call did Saul. See that. Yeah. It, lo- yeah. it looks like he's doing okay. Um, Good. Good. They, I'm glad you know, to hear I it. I just pulled up an article, but it looks like he's going to be okay. Um, and love and light to the family of Bismarcky because yes. yeah. He was, that was some great 80s rap and it's very tragic (laughs) to see him go. Yeah. Especially so young. He was far too young. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So, um, this week in our paranormal grab bag, I believe Luhu is going first. Yes. Turn the lights down, light a candle and get ready to be spooked by Luhu. Yes. So the title of my document with my notes is creepy fucking haunted ass dolls. <laughs> um, and yeah, so y'all, if, if I, uh, am haunted by dolls and nightmares, I'm blaming the two of you because uh, <laughs> this topic is, uh, creeping me out. So let's get going. So about six months ago, my mom was doing some light Marie condoing of her house <laughs> and she Good just love like, it. Oh yes. Yes. She's like, I'm old. I'm getting rid of stuff. Uh, so she decided to give me her collection of Madame Alexander dolls. Um, over the years, she's collected probably 25, 30, maybe even 40, I don't know, of these dolls. They range from Scarlett O'Hara to Cleopatra to the Little Women. Um, Fancy. Yeah, so she has this giant glass mirrored case that she's displayed them in ever since I can remember. And so I got that box too. So I set <laughs> it up in our dining room, uh, cleaned it, you know, organized the little dolls and made them all look cute. And, um, the whole time I was doing this, I was hoping they would not haunt my ass because (laughs) they are a little creepy. You know, some of them are really old and they're held together by these rubber bands that kept breaking. So I kept trying to reattach their legs and I was like, look, you know, I'm doing the best I can guys. They're dismembering themselves. Yes. Well, because back in the day they were made really high quality, but they're like 40, 50 year old dolls. So yeah, that rubber is going to break and there's really no way to, you know, so I just kind of put the leg under the dress and made them sit if their leg came off. Uh, so anyway, so like a lady, you owe doll. Right. Right. So yes, I have a collection of dolls that could or could not be haunting me. Um, if you hit up the Google machine and you type in the phrase haunted dolls, you get a ton of results, including some for people who actually sell haunted dolls on eBay and Etsy. I don't know who these people are, but <laughs> I've I, read some of those listings. They're, they're about to be Lori because when well, she realizes her dismembered dolls are haunted, she's going to be on there slinging them. Look, I treat them very nicely, so I'm hoping that they <laughs> they will take that into consideration. But fire and brimstone on these people that are trying to sell dolls on <laughs> eBay and Etsy. No bueno there. Um, I am absolutely positively not about that life. Um, so honoring my Madame Alexander collection, I have decided that this week I'm going to talk about some of these, uh, paranormal, uh, haunted dolls. Um, and no, 
I'm going to say it right up front. I will not be talking about Annabelle. Because <laughs> the Warrens were frauds. Yes, yes. Uh, I want to dive into a few stories you may not have heard, or you may have just heard in passing. And I'm going to start with Peggy. Have either of y'all heard of Peggy? Peggy? Peggy, Peggy Sue, like the Buddy no. Holly song? No, just Peggy the doll. No. She, she is a doll. She's, and I'm going across the globe with this one too. <laughs> uh, she's from uh, Great Britain. And she has, I'm going to use allegedly a lot. She has allegedly caused more than 80 people to experience an array of symptoms like nausea, chest pains, and migraines. I Ugh. thought you were about to say experience an erection, and I was like, <laughs> I hope not. I Peggy. hope she's a very sexy doll. <laughs> yes. Uh, one woman who, in the article I read, wished to remain anonymous. So there you go. Uh, take this with a grain of salt. Even claimed that she suffered a heart attack after looking at a picture of Peggy. Oh, my oh, calm. That's like the people who were like passing out 30 minutes into the exorcist. I'm like, the exorcist yeah. doesn't get good to the third act. Y'all need to calm down. Yeah. A few people also claim that they had hallucinations of mental institutions. These events didn't happen in, in the presence of Peggy. As I said, many of the people <laughs> who suffered had merely glanced at a photo or had a conversation about the doll prior to experiencing these debilitating symptoms. Oh gosh, I feel a headache coming on. Oh, I know. When I was writing this, I'm like, <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, <laughs> Peggy first came into the public eye after she was given to British paranormal investigator Jane Harris. The doll's previous owner had been plagued by debilitating nightmares that refused to cease, even after she had contacted a local priest for help. She soon began suffering hallucinations and high fevers and sought out Jane's help when she recovered enough to do so. Um, apparently, normally Jane will go and do all these tests in the home, but this lady was like, nope, I'm sending this doll to you and you're, <laughs> you're taking it from here. And so Jane worked, whatever that means, with Peggy for a number of years and said that she also felt drained and experienced migraines after spending time with the doll. Um, she also received messages from others who claimed that their electronics had malfunctioned after viewing photos or videos of the doll. Um, this Jane lady has a website, Haunted Dolls, and there's Facebook groups. And so she would post a bunch of stuff in these Facebook groups and on her website. And that's how people kind of connected with the doll. Um, Peggy even is supposedly able to impact your dreams. She allegedly visited one woman in her dreams, warning her that something was going to happen to her cat. The next day, the woman woke to a very sick kitty. And unfortunately, the little baby Meow Meow did pass later that day. Fuck mm -hmm. Peggy. Yeah, Peggy's a bitch. <laughs> no, Peggy, I'm sorry. I love you. Uh, <laughs> just, just in case, just in case. I was also thinking, too, do we need to have a legal disclaimer that yeah. any, any, any listeners suffering from migraines, we are not liable? We are not that. the cause. I mean, I know my voice can be obnoxious, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So through her work with haunted dolls, Jane connected with several psychic mediums who conducted readings on Peggy, hoping to learn more about who embodied the doll. And after conducting their research, they came to believe that Peggy was possessed by the ghost of a woman who died of asthma or another chest related condition in 1946 
And this lady despised clowns. <laughs> what? Yeah, what? I have no idea how they came up with this personality trait, but yes. Oh, did does happen. Peggy look like a clown? No, Peggy looks like. Where did the clowns? Oh, she God. looks like Doris okay. Day. Like she's got a Doris <laughs> oh, Day haircut. Right. Okay. Um, anyway, so I. Who knows? And then they also said that the doll reacts negatively, although I don't, they didn't explain how this doll reacts negatively to a crucifix. So they think, (laughs) oh, she's not a Christian. And they did some weird ceremony where they wrote out what the doll was telling them. And through that, they came to believe that she has a strong connection to the Holocaust and might be Jewish. So there you go. She's, she's Jewish. Um, uh, Peggy has many layers, like a Vidalia. Yes, Yes. like an onion. Not like a parfait, like an onion. Yes, Yes. Peggy, the traditional Jewish name. Yes. (laughs) So, and eventually Peggy's story came to the attention of everybody's favorite paranormal investigator, Zach Baggins. Oh, God. Well, what did he he (laughs) want to do? Fight him? (laughs) <laughs> he convinced Jane to bring the doll to his haunted museum in Las Vegas. Of and he did. that is where Peggy now resides, locked away in a cabinet in a private room that guests can only view after they sign a waiver. You know what? If this <laughs> poor spirit was connected to the Holocaust, which they only said connected to the Holocaust. It could have been the right. spirit of a guard for all we fucking mm-hmm. know. Yeah. But let's let's say for argument's sake that it was a Holocaust victim. Now she's stuck with Zach Baggins. I know. Right. Like, geez. And I'm sorry, but if I die in a genocide, I'm not going to be real happy neither. And no. if I'm Jewish and you stuff Jesus in my face, I'm also not going to be too pleased. Right. Mm-hmm. And frankly, none of us likes clowns. So you know what? I can't <laughs> right. judge her for that. Yes. But that poor baby now has to spend it with, I'm sorry, if you are pro Zach Baggins in our listening audience, <laughs> I am very sorry, but I want to fight him. So, yes, yes. you know, that's, he's, he, he's a little garbage. So anyway, so that's the story of Peggy. And now we're going to move on to the U.S. leg of our haunted doll tour <laughs> to Key West, Florida. <gasps> Is it my boy? It's your boy, Robert <laughs> the Doll. I love Robert the Doll. <laughs> So this doll was given to a young boy named Robert Eugene Otto, or Gene, as his family called him, in 1904. Yes. So there are kind of two stories to how he got this doll. The one I like is that uh, it was a maid and she was like wanting vengeance on the family. So she gave him this crazy possessed doll. Oh, I love that one. But the more likely one is that his grandpa bought it for him when he was in Germany, because a lot of the articles and sources I looked at were able to tell me where it was made. So I'm sure that's Hmm. the actual story. Um, Let's see. Okay. I got to scroll down in my notes. So either way, however, he got it. Gene loved his doll. And as most children do, he named it Robert after himself. (laughs) Um, One of my favorite podcasters has a daughter who's about six or seven, and she named her hamster Daisy Speedy and her after herself. (laughs) So it is something that children are prone to do. I'm trying uh, to think of what I named my dolls. um, Sawyer. 
my dolls after myself. Well, so Sawyer wanted, uh, he went through a phase where he just wanted us to get a chameleon and he was going to name it Sawyer. <laughs> so cute. maybe it's just the occasional weird child, extra weird. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, so his name was Robert after Jean's first name. So soon after they got the doll, the family began experiencing strange events. Gene would often be heard speaking in two entirely different voices in his room when he was alone with the doll. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's not creepy at all. And there were several instances where his parents were awakened by his screams in the middle of the night. They'd run down to his room, open the door and find him petrified in his bre- bed, furniture strewn about. And then he would say, Robert did it. Uh, oh no see that's mm-hmm. when i leave a kid on the side of the road i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna bring that juju into my house right <laughs> see and this was not the last time he accused this doll of wreaking havoc they found mutilated toys throughout the house uh there would be strange childlike laughter and everything that happened that was bad he blamed on robert uh, this kid is a serial killer. This Thank kid is you. a serial killer. <laughs> so his parents were like, uh, no, ma'am, no, thank you. And they locked little Robert in the attic. Um, and that is where that doll remained until Gene inherited the house after his parents passed away. So Gene grew up. He studied art in New York and Paris, and he married a woman named Annette Parker in May of 1930. After he inherited the house, they moved to Key West, where Gene made his living as an artist who was known as an eccentric around the community. In Key West? Go figure. I know. (laughs) Uh, And so he moved his childhood companion, Robert, into his childhood bedroom. Oh, God, that's a bad idea. Yes. And so there's about to get dirty. No, no, (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think so. So local legend claims that Gene would go into that room and paint and have conversations with Robert. Serial (laughs) killer. Just as he had done as a child. Uh, So following the death of Gene in 1974 and Annette in 1976, ownership of Robert transferred to Myrtle Reuter, who owned the home for the next 20 years. Um, in 1994, she donated the doll to the East Martello Museum in Key West, which is where he remains to this day in his goofy little sailor suit that they say had to have been something that Jean wore as a child, which is just even more creepy. Uh, because now if he's wearing Jean's childhood outfit, he's probably possessed by Jean. You know, Probably. it's that's well, what always creeps me out. And I think I think it's like a superstition in my family. Mm-hmm. Why my parents did not ne- mean name dolls after myself, because I also think like the American Girl dolls, like. I guess knowing what I knowing what I know about magic, that's not something you want to do. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, we that's, have. That's playing in some territory you don't need to be playing in. We've seen enough episodes of Supernatural <laughs> that yeah. your spirit can embody a doll if it has your DNA. And if right. it was something exactly. he wore as a child, his DNA was on there, they need to burn the doll. Uh, but if it's not, I love you, Robert. Please don't hurt me. <laughs> uh, Lori is not a member. I'm of not messing around. No, I, know. <laughs> I am not. I am not. 
So Robert the doll is thought to be responsible for car accidents, broken bones, divorce. (laughs) Robert, you're so rude. (laughs) Lost jobs and an array of other misfortunes. And people claim that if you do not treat him with respect when visiting him at the museum, you will experience, quote, post-visit misfortunes. Oh, my. uh, Okay. (laughs) I like believe in this kind of shit and I believe Mm -hmm. in like magic and intentions absolutely and hooky do but at the same time I also believe in everyone's gonna have misfortune at some point in their lives like what's the time frame like is he saying you know you flip me off within 90 days you're gonna get a flat tire yeah Yeah. (laughs) I have questions for Robert yes so I do too and I don't, like you said, I don't fuck around and find out that is why I'm, <laughs> I'm apologizing as I uh, date these Lori, facts with sarcasm. <laughs> Lori does not claim any energy from this. No, yes. no, I'm just, I'm just stating what I've learned. <laughs> so there was a film series loosely based on Robert. Um, and I use the term film loosely uh, that began in 2005 with the film Robert. This movie would be followed by the sequels, The Curse of Robert the Doll in 2016, The Toy Maker in 2017, The Legend of Robert the Doll in 2018, and Robert Reborn in 2019. I've watched some really shitty horror and I have not run across those. Well, The Boy, which is doll based, (laughs) was very good. Yes. The boy was very good. Totally unexpected. I did not. I know I got to the end. I was like, did not see that coming. Uh, (laughs) So the first film has a 17% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) And the other ones, if they're even listed on Rotten Tomatoes, don't have a score at all. So, oh, well, you know, uh, when you said they were all made like year after year, year after year, (laughs) obviously that means they're putting a lot of love and time and thoughtfulness into these films. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So that is it for Robert and to our final leg of our trip. Let's let's hear it. We are going to Chihuahua, Woo-hoo. Mexico. Ooh. Is this the island? <gasps> no, no, this is not an island, and this is oh. not technically a doll. But this oh. here, like, I got the heebie-jeebies, and if I got the heebie-jeebies, y'all are getting the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> Give them to <laughs> how me. Many, how many times can I say that in a sentence? Give them here, Lori. So for them. my final story this week, I'm going to go outside the box of the haunted doll and tell you a little bit about la pasqualita the mexican Ooh. mannequin of my nightmares oh 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 wow. i've seen this one okay she's dressed in a white wedding dress <gasps> yes, yes i do and know has, this one go on she has resided in the storefront window of a bridal shop in chihuahua mexico i'm saying that right it's chihuahua right chihuahua Hannah? yeah chihuahua okay since march of 1930 y'all this mannequin is creepy as fuck. Mm-hmm. All mannequins are, but she's incredibly no, creepy. She's, <laughs> she's super creepy. She's hyper-realistic, and her hands are the scariest thing about her. They look like real hands. They have lines <laughs> and wrinkles and <laughs> fingernails that have dirt. I'm like, what psychopath made this, do- this doll, this mannequin, 
so realistic. She even supposedly has varicose veins. Uh, again, why would a manicure can make her in their right mind put varicose veins on a statue? Is she unless aging? he has a weird kink? I don't know. I like I've not seen them because all all the pictures of her in a dress, but uh, it the the veins come back up in a second. So La Pasqualita is believed to be no ordinary mannequin. Many believe she is the preserved corpse of the shop owner's daughter who no. died. Yeah, who died on her wedding day after being bitten by a black widow spider. That sucks. Yes. <laughs> and if you look, one one place had a picture of the the alleged daughter and the the mannequin. Right. They do look a lot alike. If this picture is to be believed, and that's the right. store owner's daughter, there is a likeness there. Um, there's also another version of this store where we get to uh, some some magic uh, that says a traveling French magician became enamored with the mannequin and he would visit her every night and bring her to life. He Mm. danced with her throughout the town before returning her to the storefront each morning. And if I remember correctly, there's been two movies made about this mannequin and mannequin too. (laughs) Oh, that poor mannequin was so sticky when they put her back. (laughs) It also reminds me of two things, the urban legend of the bride dying on her wedding day and then them reusing the wedding dress and it getting the next bride sick and killing her. Oh, God. Which is the urban legend that's been around for forever. And then the second is the story of Carl Tanzler. Yes. Which is he is a sicko. That one just it's disgusting. (laughs) Her poor woman family too. Oh, it's just disturbing. We're not going to go into it. Y'all Google that shit. For the other podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So where are we? Uh, so shoppers in the store claim that the eyes of La Pasqualita follow them around and that the mannequin has even changed positions when they weren't looking. Yeah. Are they trying to shoplift? And, and, I, and <laughs> she's like, excuse me, sir. She's pulling I, a Shrek, I, stay out of my swamp. Back. Yeah. Uh, she even gives the employees the heebie-jeebies. Uh, one worker has said, quote, every time I go near Pasqualita, my hands break out in a sweat. Her Ooh. hands are very realistic, and she even has varicose veins on her legs. What I are believe they doing she, looking at her legs? I believe she's a real person, end quote. Probably if they change her dress. Oh, that's true. I would think. That's uh, true. You know. Um so I'm ending this as someone who has had legit nightmares after witnessing Jared Padalecki turned into a living wax sculpture in the remake of house of wax. <laughs> I forgot about whole, that movie. Ooh, that was the scariest. Ooh, the whole idea of a corpse mannequin gives me the full on creeps. So again, thanks you two for suggesting this paranormal grab bag this week. <laughs> I um, love it. I'm going to be plagued by nightmares for the foreseeable future and possibly cursed by two haunted dolls. So yeah. the end, thank you. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, if you don't have them naturally just from telling the stories, I'm sure either Peggy or what was Robert, that one, Ronald? Robert, Robert will be like, hey, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> and would you call me? <laughs> so in the horror anthology, we were talking off mic um, before we started recording about a really good horror anthology that deals with dolls 
Um, it's called The Doll Collection, and it's edited by Ellen Datlow, and I highly recommend it. There's no haunted dolls anywhere. It's just dolls as a general theme, and it is some really great storytelling. So highly, highly recommend. Perfect. All right, All right. Hannah. Good job, Lou Who. Yes, Lou Who. Okay, nice so yes keeping the creep alive (laughs) we have got so my personal one of my favorite things is people going missing in national parks i fucking love it now (laughs) i will because you're a gremlin (laughs) because i am the gremlin of the group as Hannah is discussed. Hannah is going to grow up and be a gremlin who goes and kidnaps people in national parks. I am. I am. <laughs> so you've no doubt heard about the missing 411 series. Um, if you haven't, there are two movies, documentaries. Um, I say documentaries and heavy quotes, but it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Um, by David Pleiades. Polidides, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know how to pronounce the last name. <laughs> um, who he has written the Missing 411 series, and then he did the two shows or the two documentaries. They're on Amazon Prime or Hulu. I highly recommend them. Very, very good. Um, so one story that we've all heard of is the Dior Coons story. Now, I really just I'm gonna mention it just because it's a popular one, but it's not really a disappearance because I'm pretty sure his mama killed him and his dad knows about it and they're framing her elderly grandpa. So mm-hmm. there you go. That's my hot take. So, but there have been others and they have been going on for a very long time and nobody's keeping statistics. Cause why would we? Why would yeah. we do that? Um, so one of the cases is John Doe. John Doe is a little boy who disappeared in which park was it? It doesn't say, which is the sign of a good urban legend is when it does not give you details. Yes. Um, John Doe went missing in a park when he was a young boy and he reappears from time to time. Still a young boy. Have fun with that. (laughs) There is also a man named Kenny Miller, who was only 12 when he went missing in Yosemite National Park. Basically, he was walking with his parents. They looked away for a minute. He was gone. Um, They were found, but it was 1,500 feet above the area where he was last seen. Like up in a tree? Yeah, I think I remember. Like in elevation. He died. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he died in 1992. Mm-hmm. Oh, bless um, so, and there are a lot of people, children, hunters, etc., who basically they're there one second, they're gone the next. And mm-hmm. then if they ever find them, they find them hundreds of miles from where they should have been. In many cases, they find their clothing separately, but their clothing hasn't been ripped, hasn't doesn't have any signs of predation or scavenging or anything like that. They're just missing without a trace. So who could be the culprit? Let's go into it. First of all, (laughs) feral cannibals. 
Yes. <laughs> Can we start as some kind of sports ball team called the Barrel Cannibals? <laughs> that is going to be my name at trivia from now on. <laughs> yes. So a user posted a TikTok uh, on the TikTok. Um, again, I'm 80. <laughs> She's walking in the woods and she's hearing disembodied voices saying things like, I'm sorry, I love you. I know this hurts. Different things like that. And the fun thing about outdoors is that you can never count on the acoustics. The acoustics are going to do what they're going to do. I've been outdoors and have heard things and I'm like, what the hell is that? And it's somebody clear over on another side of, you know, the Glen we were in, it's just that we could hear them really well because of the trees and, you mm-hmm. know, the vibrations and stuff. Um, so, but she heard these and she posted them on TikTok. And so then much like the rest of the internet, other people said, yeah, I've been in Yellowstone and heard, I've been in this, that, and the other and heard voices and talking. So obviously the only possible explanation feral cannibals <laughs> now there <Right>? have <laughs> i mean and that's the thing is there absolutely could be people living in national parks and we would never ever know because right they are to borrow a phrase from another podcaster i like Lori's gonna know this one vast <laughs> <laughs> and they're patrolled, but it's not like they patrol every single inch of these parks. That is the whole point of them is it's still the great unknown. So there absolutely could be people. Uh, Carrie Stainer, the Ugh. serial killer, killed a national park. So could there be feral cannibals? We don't know. Mm-hmm. So who else could be causing these people to disappear? Ancient aliens. Oh, we'll get there. Don't you worry. <laughs> So it depends on what park you're in. Oh, mm-hmm. there are a lot of cryptids then. There are. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. If you happen to be an Olympic National Park, you could meet, wait for it, Bigfoot. Yes. <laughs> I would love to meet Bigfoot. I think it would Same. be fantastic to meet Bigfoot. I would, I just, I would love it. It would be great. I think we'd be great friends. We would be. We'd have a beer. It'd be wonderful. (laughs) Now, if you're in the Great Dunes, Great Sand Dunes National Park, you will meet aliens. Yes. (laughs) And then if you happen to go to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. In Tennessee. Yes, indeed. You will meet incest rednecks. (laughs) <laughs> rednecks who've been created through incest That's that, <laughs> i have seen wrong turn i know for that <laughs> yes you will also meet something called oh i am going to really fuck that up um <laughs> it's a cherokee legend but she is translated as spear finger and apparently Ooh. she has a long dagger-like finger that is made out of stone. And in the fall, she'll come out and try to find you and feast on her favorite cuisine, your liver. <laughs> what a great name, Spear Finger. Can we it. start a band? Start yes, a band. <laughs> that is going to be our band. I mean, we got such good band names last week. I think we can continue. Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> Mammoth Cave National Park also has. I, Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I went there when I was a kid. It's haunted. Oh, hey, you survived. Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> Good job, Lori. <laughs> yes, I did not die. <laughs> it is apparently haunted. Apparently, people um, with tuberculosis, there's that tuberculosis yes. again. Mm-hmm. They would put them in the cave because the humidity and stuff was really good for their lungs. There was and- a doctor who um, actually like started a hospital uh, in one of the caverns of Mammoth Cave. And that's, you know, he was treating TB patients. Right. Didn't really work out for him or the patients. They died and then he contracted TB. Yeah. That's- so is that oh. who's owning? So yes. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure we didn't get to tour that one. I didn't get to go to the haunted part. So they were like, that's why no. you're still here. Yeah, no, that's probably you. why. Yes. Anyway, continue. And then we have the Badlands National Park. Where, where is Badlands? Hang on. It's in the middle of the desert, right? It is. It's, so. it's very deserty. Oops. Wrong turn. Oof. <laughs> that's where it is. Hang on. I'm Googling. Like Dakotas, one of the Dakotas? South Dakota, yeah. South Dakota. <laughs> Lori for the win. Lori is the only one prepared this week. <laughs> I know my states. <laughs> um, and they have a banshee. Oh, I love a banshee. Nice. I love a good banshee. I love a good banshee. Um, in Puerto Rico's El Yunque National Forest, you can meet the Chupacabra. Ooh, heck yeah. So I love a good Old goat chupy. sucker. <laughs> if you ever listen to um what was that podcast oh my god the name just thinking sideways thinking sideways old chupy yep <laughs> and then if you go to yellowstone which i want to do at some point you can mm-hmm. encounter one of my favorite cryptids skinwalkers Ooh, nice and creepy i love a good skinwalk i mean i can't okay I can't say I love a good skinwalker. <laughs> that is going to end poorly for me. Are we, are we all cursing ourselves with this episode? I like... think so. Let me just... This will be the last episode of Cemetery Row. And you know what's funny is that I'll go ahead and spoil it. Our theme for next week is survivors. So, you know, we may not make it. So. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. And actually, like one of my bucket list things is to camp in all of the national parks. So if I disappear in a national park, please know that I died doing what I loved, trying to make friends with a cryptid. (laughs) And then you become a cryptid and you just perpetuate more violence against innocent (laughs) Americans. I am going to run through Yellowstone singing Gasolina. That will be my legacy. Someone with graphic design knowledge to now video make a little cartoon of that of Hannah running around. Drop me as a cryptid screaming, singing Gasolina, buck ass naked, Yellowstone National Park. Or give me a fun costume. Ooh, what would I wear if I were going to haunt a national park? What do skinwalkers even look like? Well, that depends. Um, they can sometimes come as an animal. So uh, you'll look like Gwen <laughs> <laughs> or Tabby. Yeah. Oh, God. The most non-threatening. Can Hannah just time. be a potato? Can <laughs> Hannah just be a potato in yes. a national park? My 12 pound 
fat ass dachshund <laughs> running <laughs> through a national park singing gasolina. I'm I here for wait. it. I'm here for it. She's she's not into it, but that's fine. She's not into most things I come up with, so it's it's fine. It works. Um, but no, skinwalkers can take on various like they come as wolves, they come as um, panthers, those sorts of things. Potatoes. Um, potatoes. <laughs> Some of the imagery of them again, um, they're a Dene. Uh, folklore um, and so they some of the pictures that I've seen of like the shamans who would work with skinwalkers um, have very elaborate costuming and very elaborate masks um, which I think is extremely cool my white ass would not do that <laughs> um, I am half Mexican though so I reserve the right to wear a sombrero as I go through my streak <laughs> into the afterlife through whatever national park I end up in <laughs> and the haunting sounds of daddy yay, <laughs> floated on the breeze um oh lordy so that's skinwalkers skinwalkers are really interesting I want to look into them more um just because that's a fascinating bit of folklore um I ended up on like skinwalker tiktok <laughs> Oh, there's such a thing yes there is and it's marvelous um and also to prepare for this i watch i it's currently on in the background these woods are haunted which is a great show oh uh, i need to watch that yes on um it's on the discovery plus app and mm-hmm. i highly recommend it, it and it is marvelous because as much as I say, like, I've seen so many horror movies in my lifetime, and I literally grew up in the woods. I know to stay out the fuck out of the woods, but I am still a white lady. <laughs> and I know my destiny. So, <laughs> um, I know this was just hitting the surfaces of disappearing in national parks. Um, there's the man literally wrote like 10 books about it, you yeah. guys. I'm just brushing the surface. Um, and again, I worked for 11 days straight and I'm very tired. Um, so <laughs> good job, Hannah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, snap, snap, whatever. Right. Yeah. And while I was working on the ninth straight day, my apartment flooded. So yes. everyone needs to give me a fucking break. <laughs> you want to talk about a cryptid? Talk about the cryptid that grew on your screen. <laughs> because Which one? The... <laughs> There was more than one? Yeah. It it was a penis that turned into a nipple, right? Oh, yeah, my ceiling. Okay, so here's the the most haunting thing that has happened this week is, so the construction workers in the apartment above me um, clearly made the best grades in their classes (laughs) and broke a water pipe, um, which caused it to rain in my apartment. Well, I was in the middle of a multi-million dollar 5,000 attendee event for my company. Uh, I was manning the support desk at the time. I got up to go use the restroom and there was water coming down my wall, coming down my ceiling. I was not happy. Fortunately, it just kind of made pockets out of the paint. However, one said pocket in the ceiling looked just like a testicle (laughs) a big drippy testicle (laughs) 
just dangling <laughs> from the ceiling. Oh, and then when it shot its load, as it were, and it was no longer full, it like dried up and became a very aggressive nipple (laughs) (laughs) that was directly above where my bed in this studio apartment goes. So I had to sleep knowing that there was a latex paint nipple (laughs) that had previously been a testicle pointing at my face. (laughs) And friends, when I tell you, I would have rather have had Annabelle. <laughs> Give me the haunted fucking doll as opposed to staring eye to eye with a paint nipple all night. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yay! <laughs> okay, Sheena, please save us. <laughs> okay. I don't um, know what yours is, Sheena, so I'm excited. Yeah, I didn't tell anybody. Um, I I could have done a lot of things because supernatural and paranormal, all that is my my jam. Um, but I decided to go with a ghost story because ghost stories are my favorite. And this is one of my favorites. I don't think it's necessarily that scary. I think it's very romantic, but either way. Um, so um I, I kind of want to sing share and say, <laughs> Do you believe in life after love? But um, I'm not going to sing it. Just please hear it in your head. Yes. Enjoy some share for a moment. Okay. Is some there great auto tune. Yes. I love me some share. So is there life after death? Maybe, but there is definitely love after death. Oh, picture mm-hmm. it. Savannah, Georgia, 1821. Oh, I knew it was either going to be Memphis. Or it, yeah. <laughs> oh, just wait. Just wait. I work in Hannah's favorite city to this. So just hold <gasps> Ooh, on. Let's do it. Yes. A beautiful stately home is completed at the corner of Bull Street and Oglethorpe Avenue. The house would soon become a home to a couple whose love defied death itself. And today the house is still alive with thousands of visitors each year. So the house was built for James Moore Wayne. Um, by the way, it just hit me. Um, I basically did a regular episode because um, I end with a cemetery. But okay. you know what, y'all? It's Get okay. over it. There are ghosts, yes. okay? <laughs> anyway, for James Moore Wayne, who served in the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Supreme Court, because he did so much work in Washington, D.C., he ended up selling this beautiful home to his niece, Sarah, and her husband, William Washington Gordon, and they become the first of four generations of Gordons to live in the house, and the Gordons were very, very wealthy, and yes, they did own people, so boo on them. Oops. Yeah, Um, so Sarah and William had three children, William Washington II and George and Eliza. And we're going to focus on William, known as Willie, for this story. (laughs) So he was born (laughs) in the house on October 14th, 1834. A year after Willie was born, the world welcomed Eleanor Little Kinsey, who would be known as Nellie. She was born on June 18th, 1835 in Chicago. And she would later point out that she was actually older than Chicago. Probably. The city, Good for her. The city was officially incorporated two years after her birth. Good for her. 
So Willie and Nellie met in 1853. Um, they were at the Yale Library in New Haven, and she slides down the banister and lands and crushes his new hat. Oh, it was love at first sight or yeah. first slide since she slid down the banister. Yeah, I love was, it. There's very bad. I love it. <laughs> uh, the pair married in Chicago on December 21st, 1857, and they moved to that home I was talking about originally in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Okay. The couple would go on to have six children, Eleanor, Juliet, Sarah, William, Washington, Gordon, the third, oh, and Mabel and George. Willie went on and Mabel Mabel and George (laughs) they didn't care about them last two no no look sometimes them last two you're like oh shit yeah yeah (sighs) Willie uh Willie went on to serve in the Spanish-American War and in the Civil War um he was a big wig in the cotton business which of course was huge at the time He was the president of the Savannah Cotton Exchange and the Georgia House of Representatives. And not as much is known or said about Nellie, but her story of sliding down that banister is a really good indicator of her fiery personality. Uh, Later in life, she was visiting her daughter, Juliet, in England, and she met author Rudyard Kipling. Oh, (laughs) that's a hard name to get out. That is. Um, again, did I mention they were wealthy? They were wealthy. <laughs> yeah. um, but he modeled a character in one of his books or stories after Nellie. He described the character as a little old lady with snapping <laughs> black eyes who used very bad language. Oh. And she thanked him for that honor. Good for her. Yeah. So, Are we sure this wasn't Hannah? <laughs> I know. I kind of my ancestors. So. Yes. <laughs> So Nellie and Willie were absolutely, truly, madly, deeply in love with each other. Um, Absolutely just enamored. Nellie considered herself a wife first and a mother second. Like her allegiance was strictly to her husband. Oh. Um, They were only separated when he was in active military service. And even then she still kept really good track of him. During the Civil War, she even went to the two big generals, Robert E. Lee and William Sherman, to help find him for her. Like, she was like, I'm tracking him down. Where is he? I need to know. Oh, wow. Like, they were obsessed with each other. Damn. Willie died on September 11th, 1912, at the age of 77. And Nellie was, as you can imagine, devastated. She wrote to a cousin, here I remain, very much against my will, for there is nothing I so sincerely desire in this world as to get out of it. Ugh. So Nellie's health began to decline in 1916. And as her family is starting to gather around her and they're kind of starting to grieve her impending death, she was happy. And she said, don't be sad because I'm going to be reunited with Willie. And she asked that no one cry and that no one wear mourning clothes because she was like, this is going to be a great reunion. Oh, okay. Okay, so I've always heard this story, the the ghost part of the story is happening in Savannah. But when I looked all this up and dug into it, apparently she actually died at their home in New York. Oh. Again, wealthy. They were rich, rich. I'm telling you. I still like to believe though this happened in Savannah and that really nice house, but we're going to come back to that house later. So just pretend if you want to that we're in Savannah, but know that factually they were in New New York. York. Either way, February 22nd. 
1917, the family gathers at Nellie's bedside because they knew she wouldn't survive the day. Her daughter-in-law, Margaret, was surprised to see none other than Willie walking out of Nellie's bedroom. Oy. And he was wearing his gray officer's uniform, and he looked very happy. And he walked down the stairs and out of sight. And just at that moment, another family member came out of the bedroom, and they came up to Margaret, and they said, Nellie just passed. And she said, I just saw Willie. Like, I saw her husband. And they thought she was just seeing things, you know. Right. But then the family goes downstairs and they see the butler standing right in the front door in the foyer and he's crying. He had seen Willie too. And he said that Willie had walked out of the house with this huge smile on your face. And the butler said, I thought you'd like to know that the general came to fetch her himself. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah. So one family member wrote years later that... At the time of her passing, Nellie found peace. She looked younger and happier than she had in years. And that right before she passed, she sat up and opened her arms as if she was expecting a big hug. No one has reported seeing Willie since, but many people have seen Nellie at that home in Savannah. They see her just hanging out around the home. And sometimes you can hear her uh, playing piano, which sounds lovely. And if you want to visit the home in Savannah to find Nellie for yourself, it is open year-round to visitors. Willie and Nellie's home is now known as the Juliet Gordon Lowe birthplace. Their daughter, Juliet, who was born in the home on Halloween in 1860, founded the Girl Scouts in 1912. (laughs) Go, Juliet! Yeah. So the Girl Scouts purchased the home in 1953 and they restored it. They opened it up as a public house museum in 1856. The house features many original Gordon family furnishings, as well as artwork created by Juliet. The birthplace was designated as Savannah's first historic national landmark in 1965. (laughs) 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 Was about to go dyslexic there, sorry. And the birthplace is visited by about 40,000 people a year, including scouts, um, scout alums, and the general public. And the entire Gordon family, no matter where they died, (laughs) is buried in a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful lot in Laurel Grove Cemetery in Savannah, Georgia. So if you want to go visit the home and the Gordons, it's all right there in Savannah. Oh, what a sweet story. That is sweet. I really hope that's how, you know, that I hope that's how we go is that you have a loved one. Come get Um, you. We had a couple of years ago when my grandmother passed. That's um, been more than a couple. Yeah, it's been like 10 years. We had another family member who said, well, you know, mothers come get their daughters. Because he said he saw my great-grandmother, like, he saw his wife, who, that she was up and walking around the house, and she was actively dying, practically, at the time, so she couldn't, physically could not get up and walk around the house, but she looked just like her mother, and he's like, I realized that was who it was, was it was her mother coming to get her, so, and like, it's been kind of weird, I think my grandmother mentioned seeing her mother right before she passed, and I don't know. It's just interesting. And I hope that's the case. Like I hope some family member comes after us. My great grandmother passed when I was 12. And one of the last things she did was lift her arms up. Um, 
like she was and then when it the crazy thing about that is the entire family was at the hospital we went back to their house and we went I went into my the master bathroom and her makeup was out and my great-grandmother did not leave shit out (laughs) like (laughs) her house was immaculate and so we we know that she didn't put on makeup before she went to the hospital and she would have, even if she had, doesn't matter how sick she was, she would have put it back. Like that was her, Mm -hmm. um, she would have been dusting on her way out. So yeah, when we got back from the hospital and we went to my great grandparents' house, her foundation was out, her powder was out, Mm -hmm. all of that was sitting out. So that was something we were like, huh? Okay. All right. Yeah. She wasn't going to see Jesus without her makeup. No, not at <laughs> all. Um, though we did joke that um, when she got to the pearly gates, she would ask St. Peter why he was named Peter. <laughs> so this is the great grandmother that taught me how to cuss in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love, I've always loved, this has always been one of my favorite ghost stories because it's sweet. I could see it happening. I don't know yeah. if it, you know, really did. It may just be family lore, but it sure yeah. is a sweet story. So I just that is sweet. It. I like that. I like that a lot. Willie and Nellie forever. Absolutely. Yay. Well, it's like the conversation we were having earlier around like music spoiler alert that's going to be coming up at some point Mm -hmm. um about how my biological father died when i was 25 it was right after my 25th birthday in case you're wondering how good quarter life crises go that (laughs) one was fucking epic anyway um but i know when he's coming to visit because i will hear dreams by fleetwood mac or i'll hear herded in a love song by the marshall tucker band (laughs) um I have described my biological father earlier in this episode, so <laughs> all of that tracks. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, it sounds like him. So, but yeah, that's how I know. I'm like, okay, David, hi, I see you. <laughs> Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> he knows he doesn't get called dad. We, we've reached an agreement. Right. So. Yeah. But yeah, so those are our ghosts and cryptids. Yes, and I love stories. it. Yes. Yay, this was fun. So and go camping with a haunted doll. <laughs> yes, and, um, and and bring a Girl Scout. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Girl Scouts know how to how to take care of anything. They oh, do. it reminds me of I think it was Tumblr where it was like. Girl Scouts know about the existence of Bigfoot, but they all swear an oath not to yes. tell. And then somebody yep. replies like, this is false. And everyone who agrees with him should remember what oaths they might have sworn <laughs> in the past. And I yeah, loved it. About because uh, Bigfoot is their biggest customer. Exactly. Yeah. He buys all the thin men. So yes, yes, I just yes. know it's really cute when you are in Savannah. Anytime you go by the Juliet Gordon Love birthplace, it is crawling with scouts. Like there's so many little girls and their little, you know, like they got their little vests on. It's so cute. Awesome. So yay, go support your local Girl Scout group. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. When it's time. Yes, Girl Scouts yeah. are amazing. Yes. yes. Um, so yeah, next week is survivors. There might be some cemeteries. There might not. You'll get over it. It's all yes. you don't want to be fine. A goodbye. Look, you y'all, can go my, hang out with uh, aliens. Yeah. Yes. My, my story next week is insane. It is. And 
yeah, my, my dudes are still alive. Sorry. I want to tell the story. Yeah. So it's my podcast. I can do what I want. <laughs> exactly. <That's right. laughs> Again, we are not paid. <laughs> right. If right. you want to start paying us, let By us know. And, and we will set up a Patreon. But he who pays then. the piper calls the tune. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Anyway, All thanks right, for guys. listening. Thanks for listening. Lori, Lori where, where can, can they, they find us? There we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are on social media. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Cemetery Row Pod, or you can send us an email to cemeteryrowpod at gmail.com. And please, please, if you like us, rate and review on Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts. Uh, we need to figure out how to get that algorithm to work in our favor. So uh, please, you know, give us a five star review and uh, write a couple of sentences about why you love us. And if you don't, then, you know, my We're sending business. Robert after you. Right. right. Robert and or Peggy. Peggy. Yeah. Peggy. Exactly. And um, share us with your friends if you yes, think yes. that um they would like what we do. Mm-hmm. And again, I, I mean, we're completely open to suggestions. If you have a really great grave in your town or you have a really cool story, a cool murder, <laughs> um, let us know. We, yeah. we you know we love that sort of stuff. Hannah, when you were saying share us with your friends if i thought you were gonna finish <laughs> if you have them like if you have friends if you have like, them yeah, yeah, I mean, share, you know. share us with your cats your dogs your yes. right make yes. an itunes for your account for your cat yes and then I leave want, us five stars i want to see a review all in meows okay yes that is your challenge. Um, if it were right. coming from my cat, it would be these bitches never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, well, and, and thank you to our editor, producer, Derek. And thank you to Revenge Body for our awesome theme, so- theme song. I cannot talk tonight. Why did we record tonight? My brain is we mush. Um, we kept moving it because we all well, kept getting sick. Well, because your girl over here got sick. My, my youngest got me sick. So I'm still trying to. How dare not- you, Bonnie? And yes. then I worked like a hundred hours. Yes. So we were just like we're doing the best it. we can. <laughs> but yeah, so check out Revenge Bodies music, yes. and we have some really great episodes coming up. We're super yes. excited. Yes. Stay yes. tuned. All right, All y'all. Right. See Bye. you later. Bye.